Ole Miss versus Arkansas is always this ridiculous drunk game. And now we get it coming straight off the Magnolia Bowl. It's going to be a game that Ole Miss needs to just get through, and these are the keys to actually do that. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Also, the Rebels play the Arkansas Razorbacks Saturday at 6.30 p.m. Central. This is a chance to listen to David Kellum and the Rebels' hometown crew catch every play of the Rebels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on Channel 190 or on the SXM app searching Ole Miss Rebels. We are on that platform as well. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. I hope everybody is doing well. Today's show, download the Game Time Ticketing app, create an account, and use the code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. That's Locked On College, all one word, $20 off your first purchase. Use it for the Ole Miss Arkansas game. That $20 off would probably come in fairly handy in the secondary market. Just a little bit of suggestive advice. Anyway, Ole Miss is going to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. And last year at this time, it was weird. Ole Miss had just lost a game that they just had a pass at the end of the end zone. It was basically a reversal of what happened in the LSU game, happened in the Alabama game, except it was Ole Miss throwing a ball from the 20-yard line into the end zone. Ole Miss lost that game. Went down to Arkansas. It was weird. That that was a weird game. Arkansas got up like 35-7, to but there were two touchdowns called back on holding penalties, and I don't think Ole Miss scored on those drives. Um, Ole Miss had two 200-yard rushers. Ole Miss had Mississippi State in five days' time. That November for Ole Miss was just a weird setup. And I am glad it's over, but... I think that needs to be acknowledged as well. But something that Ole Miss has to deal with is the two main weapons for the Arkansas Razorbacks of that team are back. Now, they've lost some stuff. I don't think they're particularly as good as they were last year, and the offensive coordinator has definitely so far been a downgrade this season. But they still have those two weapons. So in our keys, we are going to look over this thing. Starting off, limit K.J. Jefferson explosive plays. That is, K.J. Jefferson is Arkansas at this point. He's such a hard person to bring down. You know Arkansas is about to get back to their identity. Whenever they do that, deep shots down the field, take advantage of that. Whenever you're looking at Arkansas's offense, I know this might sound counterproductive, but make Arkansas's pass game beat you. Load up against the run. Do not let Rocket Sanders and K.J. Jefferson get off, and then you make explosive plays on those passing downs by earning the right to rush the passer, you know, yesterday, last week was like earn the right to throw against LSU secondary. This week is going to be earn the right to rush the passer and make explosive plays happen then, whether it's sacks or turnovers or things like that. And the third thing is keep the offensive play calling creative in the run game and quick in the pass game. It doesn't have to be the exact same game plan, but the philosophy needs to kind of remain the same. 
Ole Miss's offense looked like it did in 20 and 21 under Matt Corral with Jackson Dart for the first time. And Jackson Dart was SEC co-player of the week. Fantastic game by Jackson, and we'll talk about that as we go. But looking at K.J. Jefferson, last year against Ole Miss, he was 17 or 22, 168 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. If we remember that game, it was really cold that day. It was a really cold day. Um, all of this stuff was going on. I don't remember that much about the game because that was in the heart of the Lane Kiffin and Auburn situation, so much so that the SEC Network was openly talking about transfers that Lane will bring with him to Auburn. It's absolutely ridiculous, but that is something that happened. But K.J. Jefferson is the impetus of that team. K.J. cares about beating Mississippi schools more than all over or the others because he's from North Panola. I mean, he he's a Panola County kid. And he went to school, and for whatever reason, Ole Miss did not recruit him. Now, Ole Miss signed Matt Corral in that recruiting class. So this isn't a situation to where um, K.J. just got overlooked. Um, he, Mississippi State didn't recruit him either. He was he thought he was probably better than Southern Mississippi, and Arkansas came on board. He took that offer, and he's made it his point in life to make Ole Miss regret the decision not to take him, and Mississippi to regret Mississippi State to regret this decision not to take him. So expect KJ to play at a level that he hasn't played this season. He's been pretty good this season, but Arkansas has not been very good. They've just simply not been very good this season. And when you look at them, they completely outgained BYU, but lost the game. I think they outgained them 500 yards to 300 yards. BYU ended up winning the game. And then they go down to Tiger Stadium and play this team that LSU has, and they had trouble stopping LSU's offense, and LSU kicked a field goal to win the game at the end of the game. But Arkansas was in that game. Early in the game, they they jumped on them. That game looked almost exactly like the Ole Miss game, with the exception being Jaden Daniels not needing a field goal at the end, needing to score a touchdown. That's the difference in those two games. And, And... Ole Miss played at home. Arkansas played on the road. Against Texas A&M, Arkansas kind of got big boyed a little bit. And you could see the cracks starting to form. And Arkansas is one of their best players with their tight end. They ended up losing him. And I do not know if he's going to play in the Ole Miss game. Rocket Sanders came back for that game, but he had a little bit of rust that had been developed. I think in this game, and we're going to talk the next segment. Ole Miss needs to stack the box. Just play one-on-one, and if they beat you, they beat you. The, you're not Arkansas does not have a Malik Neighbors. Arkansas does not have a Brian Thomas. They, they don't have that guy. They have somebody that is going to be a favorable matchup for DeAndre Prince or Zachary Walton or um, Zamari Walton. Sorry. Uh, or Deshaun Gaddy, players that they are going to be able to match up and do their job with. I think you should let them do it. And then you line up and you just say, hey, we are going to essentially do what teams did to Ole Miss in the run game previously and just go after the run game, attack the mesh point, and force KJ to win those one-on-one battles with wide receivers that up until this point this year 
they have not won those one-on-one battles. And if that can happen and you limit the explosive plays and you bring KJ to the ground and you spy him, I think they need to do the plan they did with Jalen Milrow with Suntarian Perkins again. I get that it didn't work against LSU. Jaden Daniels is a faster runner than Jalen Milrow. Suntarian Perkins could close on Jalen Milrow. He could not close on Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I mean, it was obvious when you saw him scramble, he was moving at a different speed than everybody else. KJ is not that guy. He's the power running guy. He's the quarterback power guy. So on a passing play, get after him and then just let Suntarian spy. And if that happens, just tell him to go because his athleticism has a chance to overwhelm the team. Now, Ole Miss can lose this game by letting Rocket Sanders get free. If that happens, Ole Miss is going to have a little bit of trouble in this ballgame. I don't think that Ole Miss will. Pete Golding has consistently done the things that he needed to do to get stops and wins. He's While the defense is clunky, as I said, going into the season, this defense is going to be clunky. They found a way to get stops when they needed to make it against Tulane, against Georgia Tech, against um, even LSU in the fourth quarter. They figured out a way to get it done. Duct tape, bubble gum, the whole nine yards, they figured out how to do it. So when we talk about it, it's going to be imperative this defense do good things against Rocket Sanders. Now, this game's a stripe out. You know, look at the graphic of deciding which um, section you're in and which color you need to wear. This has a chance to be a really, really good-looking game. These are two colors in powder blue and red that could pop. Absolutely. A night game under the lights. The atmosphere that Ole Miss just had against LSU, and everybody is going to want to repeat that. They're going to be juiced up going into the stadium against Arkansas. Arkansas, it, it is going to be imperative for the Arkansas Razorbacks to get off to a good start. Because Ole Miss fans are ready to have another party. And this is going into a bye week and you have all of this going on. There's no game on the other side for Ole Miss to just look ahead to because of that bye week. And you have a chance for Ole Miss to be five and one at the turn at midway point of that um, season. They've survived the Alabama and LSU gauntlet and they're five and one at midseason. And then you have the two games that everybody's going to point to in the second half of the season, which are Texas A&M and Georgia. Should be really interesting. I mean, I'm not saying Ole Miss can't lose the other games. I'm just saying what everybody's going to point to as well. I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by the Game Time Ticketing app. It's GameTime.co. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Like, if you want to go to the Ole Miss Arkansas game, you shouldn't have to stress out about it. And even if it's at the last minute, Game time is excellent at last-minute tickets, flash deals, and zone deals. They have easy-to-find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, including football games. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you the complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. They're all in prices. Share your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N 
C-O-L-L-E-G-E, Locked On College, all one word, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. College football season is here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games are going depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every single day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want, omit, want to miss it. All right, in the first segment, we talked about limiting explosive plays. Do, do not let K.J. Jefferson get off. That is the first key in this game for Ole Miss football. K.J. Jefferson cannot have a career day. It will, it will take a Jaden Daniels-type performance for K.J. Jefferson to pull out a win likely in this game. Ole Miss is they're like an 11.5-point favorite going into this game right now, and we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But – that is the first key. The second key, make Arkansas's pass game beat you and not, and make your explosives happen then. And the reason is you don't want Rocket Sanders to completely go off, which Rocket Sanders did go off last season. Last season against Ole Miss, Rocket Sanders had 24 carries, 232 yards, and three touchdowns. That's, that's right, kiddos. In the Ole Miss-Arkansas game last year, there was not one, not two, but three running backs with over 200 yards rushing. Rocket had three touchdowns in that game. Got Arkansas out to a decent-sized lead. This was the game, I believe, to where Chris Partridge's fate was sealed, honestly. So, with knowing what Arkansas wants to do and knowing that that needs to be their identity moving forward, I expect a ton of quarterback run game and zone read game and stuff like that in the run game this week as Arkansas tries to establish an identity. And if you can take that away and force them to throw the ball down the field, whether it was like Isaac Tesla and the other guys in the wide receiver position, they're tied in. It doesn't look like he's going to play. And he, he was kind of a big piece in what they do. But if you can force the run game to try and beat you, that is going to put you in an inf- – I mean, the pass game to try and beat you. That's going to put you in a better position than the alternative. You do not want Rocket Sanders to go off. If that, if that happens, you're in trouble. If you look up and KJ's got 120 yards rushing and and Rocket Sanders has 170 yards rushing, I would tell you right then Ole Miss is in a dogfight. Ole Miss is in a dogfight. And this game is always drunk. This game is always weird. You know, Ole Miss might jump up 31-3 to and Arkansas comes back and wins the game. That That is the type of series it's been. You have the 52-51 to game that happened just two years ago in Oxford, which looked remarkably similar to the Ole Miss-LSU game. You have games like that that pop up incrementally in this series. Now, occasionally, one side or the other wins a game fairly handily. But... Most of the time, it's tight, nail-biter type football games, and they're up for each other. This is the third biggest rival on Ole Miss's schedule, period. And this is potentially the biggest rival on Arkansas' schedule. Now, I get that they play Missouri, and I get that they play LSU, 
But this is the last year with Ole Miss being kind of the, the game because this game goes way back with Arkansas. Their fans fan base wants to beat Ole Miss for whatever reason more than most other school. If you look in the mentions on Twitter comments, Arkansas fans are usually in there with Mississippi State fans. That kind of lets you know where Arkansas sits in this, this pecking order. Now, next year when Texas comes in, Ole Miss is going to have to take a back seat, and I'm here for it. I'm ready for Arkansas-Texas to be an every-year thing. I am ready for that game to happen fairly consistently. But this year, Ole Miss kind of gets to be the dude. And KJ and Arkansas has a chance to come in and make a statement and turn their season around because this is the dirty secret. If Arkansas comes in and loses to Ole Miss, they're two and four. They still have Alabama on their schedule. They still have Missouri on their schedule. There's a chance of not making a bowl game for Arkansas, a proud program that to where this could be the end of a Sam Pittman type era. This is the game where it's kind of on the line. If you want to save your season, if you're Arkansas, this is the game. And I am generally not the type of person that's like, okay, they always play on this hard. I don't, I don't care if they play hard, okay? Now, I care if they play well. I don't care if they play hard. Just because teams try hard, that doesn't mean they're good or not. I get what you're trying to say. This game is always a weird game because it's always fairly even talent on the field at the same time. So the team that plays harder than the other, they're probably going to win more often than not. I don't know if that's the case this year. That team that was on the field with LSU, last year Ole Miss wouldn't have won that game. Year before Ole Miss wouldn't have won that game. And you go on down the line. The last time Ole Miss wins that game is probably 2015. Just matching up talent for talent with the LSU players. That Ole Miss team had the talent to play with them had the talent to make that defense that has four- and five-star players up front look a little bit silly. Now, they have some problems in the secondary, but like I told everybody all last week, you had to earn the right to throw at that secondary, and Ole Miss absolutely did that. This week, it's earn the right to rush the passer. Stop the run so you can get after KJ. You can send your spies in. You're the right to just send... Suntarian Perkins after K.J. Jefferson. Earn that right. Lock down the run game. All right, when we come back, I'm going to tell you, hey, as great as the offense looked next week, we don't need to just be complacent, and there needs to be the same level of creativity going into every game this season. And if Ole Miss does that, they're going to be pretty unstoppable, honestly. But I do want to let you know that this show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. You know, look at this tumbler they sent a little bit earlier in the month. Good stuff. Listen, many people on here understand what I went through in 2019. I had a 19-hour brain surgery that resulted in me losing half my balance. But that forced me to have to walk two and three times a day so I don't get wobbly. When I don't walk and I get sedentary, I get wobbly. So I am forced to go out and walk. And anybody that knows that walking in the wrong shorts, it's a self-teaching tool. It's just like a shotgun. And I've been constantly searching for the type shorts that is going to be comfortable and make it easy to walk on, walk in. I'm wearing bird dogs right now. And 
Bird Dogs on this walking is just the most comfortable shorts I've ever put on. They fit way way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college and enter promo code locked on college at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free water bottle at checkout. You want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. And I guarantee you, if you get a set of bird dogs, you're going to be in my comments telling me how right I was and how awesome these shorts are. There's just no way to get around that. Anyway, I do want to let everybody know they can check out the Ole Miss hometown broadcast when the Rebels play the Arkansas Razorbacks Saturday at 6.30 p.m. It's a chance to listen to David Kellum and the Rebels hometown crew catch every play of the Rebels hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on Channel 190 or on the SXM app, searching Ole Miss Rebels. Anyway, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Lockdown Ole Miss podcast. we got a lot of stuff to get into. This is the last game before the bye week. The bye week this year actually comes at a good place. And if Ole Miss can get through this game, this is in this is what I would call a just-win game. And I know the spread is kind of ridiculous. Um, but right now, FanDuel has Ole Miss as favored by 11.5 points. The over-under is at 62.5. This is a game for me that is just win. Just win the game. Whether it's 1.5 points, 7 points, it doesn't matter. Just win the football game because I know exactly how crazy this game can get. And understanding that is going to help out everybody in in the long run. But this game traditionally has a chance to get pretty silly. And we will see what happens on the SEC Network come 6.30 Saturday evening. All right, our last key of the night. Keep the offensive play calling creative in the run game and quick in the pass game. That is a major key. One of the things that happened in this football game against LSU is LSU's pass rush was completely taken out of the ball game. And these were with four and five star players with, you know, ask Mississippi State. If you allow them to get after you, they will get after you. Harold Perkins will work. Ole Miss did some things to kind of neutralize Harold Perkins. And a lot of that was in the quick game and also um, in the run game. You saw them go back and do a lot of pistol. You saw them running their normal outside toss play. They were running the ball outside, inside, throwing the ball short on all three zones, throwing the ball in the middle, all three zones to where you didn't, you couldn't just put down an anchor of where you expected the ball to go. Where did you need to make the big play, the big game-changing play? And the result was the defense was about a half second slow. And all of a sudden, these four- and five-star players started playing like three- and four-star players. That's, that's essentially what a half second slow means. So against Arkansas, they are going to need to utilize the quick game. Dayton Wade, fantastic job. Jordan Watkins, just a dude. Caden Priestcorn, he's at security blanket on long yardage. And Trey Harris, just a middle-of-the-field monster. And I'm assuming Zachary Franklin is going to start flashing any day now. But the weapons that they have at the receiver position allows them to do something. And they're such good athletes and good football players that you can get them the ball early and let them work. You do not have to throw the ball with 15 yards of air yards downfield every time. 
It is okay to get them at the ball at three yards. It is okay to get them the ball at one yards and just let them go, especially if the other team is going to play because you throw the ball downfield, they're playing that soft coverage. There's so much stuff that Ole Miss did really well. It was just a brilliant game plan by Lane Kiffin and Charlie Weiss and those guys offensively against LSU. Creativity in the run game. They ran duo scheme. They ran zone schemes. They ran counter. They ran gap. They lined up in the pistol. They did the normal shotgun. It, there was variance to where the defense wasn't quite sure where the ball was going to go. See, whenever Ole Miss lines up in just every play, Quinshawn lines up to the left of the quarterback, people can be pretty sure that the, the point that they're going to try and hit is between the A-gaps, between this about the center of the guard or the right there in the inside, interior offensive line. They know that the football is going to end up there. If Ole Miss lines up in the pistol, you don't know if it's going right, if it's going outside, if it's going left, if it's going outside, if it's a counter. You can do every bit of your run scheme on one play, and that can mess up the basically the preparedness of the defense. So it is going to be important for Ole Miss in this game to keep this creativity in the run game going and use the quick passing game as well. Do not get in the trap that Ole Miss has fallen in twice this year against Tulane and against Alabama to where every pass was going outside the numbers and every run was going inside the tackles. Do not do not fall into that trap. Show some variances. Toss sweeps. Bring back the jet sweep. The jet sweep. I know people are upset about the jet sweep. You need it to make the linebackers go side to side. Something has to be there to make the linebackers go side to side. Instead of the jet sweep in the last game, they use that toss sweep to get them running. We'll see exactly how that goes as well. But the offensive game plan against LSU was absolutely brilliant. It's one of the best game plans that Ole Miss has come up with in Lane Kiffin's four years. It was very reminiscent of the 2020 Alabama game. It was very, very good. And I, I just don't know if there's anything you can say about that. Now, if you look at these players to watch in this game, and there's three players to watch, and it's not surprises. You got Jackson Dart, who against LSU was 26 of 39, 389 yards and four touchdowns. Jackson Dart is on pace right now for about 3,500 yards passing, about 26 or 27 touchdowns, and five or six interceptions. That is the pace that Jackson Dart is on right now. Let Jackson cook. He's doing a fantastic job. He proved against LSU. It wasn't that he couldn't do it was an issue. It's just that we weren't doing it. And now with this being in the game plan and it being coached in, if it can continue, all of a sudden this offense can be really, really dangerous. Talking Hendon Hooker and Tennessee dangerous. When you look at Trey Harris, he was eight for 153 and a touchdown. He scored the winning touchdown against LSU. Now, a little backstory. Trey's from Lafayette, Louisiana. He grew up wanting an LSU offer desperately. He was a low three-star player coming out of high school. LSU did not recruit him. He ended up at Louisiana Tech. In this game, he had an opportunity to go at the school that he did not recruit him and make every one of them worry about the mistake that they made. And eight catches, 153 yards, and the game-winning touchdown. I would say that Trey Harris did that. And, of course, Quinshawn coming back in a game like this, 33 carries, 177 yards, and a touchdown. Um, anybody worrying about exactly what Quinshawn was doing and how he is, 
obviously Quinshawn is fine. Fantastic. Those are the keys for Ole Miss against Arkansas this weekend at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on the SEC Network or Sirius XM Channel 190. You can also catch the game if you're in the state of Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. So check them out there. Anyway, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Remember, tell one person about this show. Get them to watch the show. One person and watch this show become something that just does not exist in the Ole Miss sphere. And I mean, that's how we are. We're, we're essentially even getting numbers right now. One more, if everybody tells one person, all of a sudden we are double the size of every other show in the market. And that'll be good for us because I always said there are about 10,000 people that are willing to pay money for content about Ole Miss sports. And you have Rivals and Scout and 247 all competing over those same 10,000 people. But if you look at it, those 10,000 people, if you put them in the stadium, would be like sitting in the student section. What about the other 50,000 people that are in the stadium? That's what the Lockdown on Miss podcast is for. It's for them. Somebody that does not want to pay for content, but cares enough that they actually go to the game. It's for those people that we found our niche. And thank you so much for that. And thank you for making us your morning show of choice. Anyway, tomorrow, what to watch for. We'll see you then. Hotty toddy.